and welcome to a new episode of Monroe Mustangs. I'm your host, David Spiegel, and here with me today, one of the longest tenured coaches in Monroe College history. Please welcome head men's basketball coach, Jeff Brustad. Thank you. Thank you, David. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming on, Coach. Coach, you just finished your 18th season at Monroe with plenty of accolades to go with that. Eight-time district champion and district coach of the year, 12-time Region 15 champion and coach of the year, eight different appearances at the NJCAA championship tournament, many, many, many All-Americans and student-athletes that have gone on to the Division One and Division Two big-time programs, a couple guys that have even reached the NBA and others playing professional basketball all across the world. Um, what, do, uh, what do you attribute to a lot of the success to? Well, um, first of all, uh, like, like they say, when you're, you know, raising kids as a parent, it takes a village to, uh, to raise kids. You know, it's kind of the same philosophy here uh, at Monroe College. You know, I was, I was uh, able to get into these, this position through Stephen Jerome, and, and they've given me a platform to basically, um, you know, coach their basketball team and educate their students. And, um, you know, it goes all the way from the athletic administration to the admissions department, to the professors and staff, support staff all around the college that's enabled me to have our success and kids to have their success and, and other programs to follow along suit. So it's, it's basically a, a whole moving operation that, is, uh, that I've benefited from and, and many student athletes have benefited from. So it's, it's, a, it's a village. It's a really a village. Of course, we'll hit on a lot of the history of the program and your time at Monroe. But the first thing I want to start with is this past season where you, your team had a ton of success, finished the year 24-9 and nine overall. After a couple seasons kind of just missing out on the district championship, this year you guys ran through the Region 15 tournament, big win over Harcum at a, at a big arena at Westchester uh, University in Pennsylvania went on to win the district championship on your home court in front of, against Hagerstown Community College. And then, of course, as we all know, obviously the pandemic hit and the NJCAA championship tournament never happened. And unfortunately, we weren't able to go there. Our women's team, same thing, up in the same ordeal. No, uh, no tournament for them as well. So what was it like, you know, working through this season, getting back to the district championship and winning it just for it to come to an end like that? Yeah, this, 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 this past year, um, you know, uh, there was a lot of factors involved with, you know, uh, Coach Barrett, a new, a new coach on my staff, working with him for the first time. And, you know, we've had our ups and downs in terms of, you know, getting the team on the, on the right page, you know, as any, any, you know, program goes through every year. So, you know, we, we did a good job, you know, we, we, we brought them together and, 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 and won the games we needed to win and, and, we're really kind of gelling towards the end of the year, especially like you said, with that, that win down in uh, Pennsylvania against Harcum, um, great gutty victory and, and kind of, uh, you know, labeled us as that, that type of team. We were a really gritty team and, and to then take care of business at home versus Hagerstown um, in front of the home crowd was, was, was tremendous. And, and then basically you had the rug pulled out from under you and, and, you know, we kind of joked about it, now, like the season that never ended, you, you know, you've you had a team, you were ready to go. And, you know, you always like to put your team up against the best in the country. And that's just the competitive nature of, you know, players and coaches. And, and so you never got that chance. And, and nobody ever got that chance because ultimately, this, you know, the whole tournament was canceled. 
but you know the initial feeling when when you know when it struck is is just like that sick feeling in your stomach that that you know you work so hard for something and you know win or lose you you want to win or lose you know at the end of the day and you never had that chance so it was really heart wrenching not to be able to finish out the season and I'm sure years down the road you know when you you know when you speak to some of these players and and, and talk about the season that was or the you know the tournament that wasn't you know it's going to be the season that never ended and and, and you know that's that's a tough pill to swallow in the moment and you know as time goes on it will it'll ease on but you know that that was that was tough that was tough for us i can imagine so and we've had a, a number of other coaches on the show over the past 10 weeks that have talked about similar experiences you know especially the one day when we had to tell everyone else that their seasons were ending um just obviously not a not a good situation and one that we hope to never have to deal with again um yep. but you know, again, it was, it doesn't take away from the season that your team had, uh, you know, another, you know, a big, another big season, 24 wins, uh, almost unbeatable at home. We went 17 and one at the Mac. Um, and I think it just kind of speaks to, you know, the consistency of the program. I've been at Monroe for three years and all I've seen is success out of the basketball program. So, um, but as I said before, um, you've been with Monroe, you're heading into your 19th season and I want to get in on the history of this. Um, you know, you graduated from SUNY Oneonta in 1990, eventually did get your um, Master of Science degree in Respiration Education at Lehman College. Mm-hmm. And not only are you a coach at Monroe, but you're also a member of the faculty. So where did this all begin? You know, where did you, when did you decide you wanted to get into basketball, especially coaching basketball, and then eventually turning it into a career? Well, it started, you know, uh, you, you got to be true to yourself. And, and at the time, you know, I'm an educator. I like the classroom. I like the court. And there's a lot of parallels between those two, you know, those two areas. Um, so back, you know, after the completion of, of, of my uh, undergraduate degrees, um, you know, there was a Colgate University is, is where I grew up. And, and Jack Bruin was the head coach at the time back then. And, and he was uh, <clears throat> a very joyful man and, and, and was embedded in the town and, and, hung out with my father and, and, and things of that nature. So I was able to kind of, uh, you know, work camps and stuff like that at Colgate University and be around, you know, a division one program. And, and, and he helped me get my first job at uh, Casanova College uh, up in upstate New York. And, and I worked there for a year and, um, and then was able to uh, land a, an assistance job at Sullivan County Community College, um, closer down towards the city. And, and that program was embedded with a lot of success, I think coming off a national championship before I got there. And the two years that I worked there, I mean, we won 30 games both years and, and we went to the national, you know, we went to the national tournament both times. Uh, the, my first year there, you know, I think we, we were pretty close to being undefeated and, and, and played in the national championship game. And to be quite honest with you, we lost on pretty most pretty close to a half court buzzer beater uh, to lose the national championship game. And it was, that was heart wrenching as well. Um, came back the next year um, with kind of a slogan of eight is enough. We had eight players and ended up going to uh, the national tournament at Delhi, New York and, and winning the national tournament. So I, I got a taste of that. And, and um, at the time, you know, more, uh, Monroe's basketball program was just kind of starting and um we, we played them 
a couple of times, Sullivan versus Monroe. And, and I remember the, the, the one game we played on that, uh, you know, down at Lehman College and the place was packed. And, and, and you know, so just going through that year and, 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 and obviously Monroe was up and coming and I would take trips down to the city to scout them or at, at Horace Mann High School where they were playing. And, and I had an opportunity one, one day to, to scout them and there was probably about, uh, you know, a dozen people in the crowd, and one of them was, uh, you know, President Stephen Jerome, and, and I had an opportunity to sit and for the whole game and talk with him, and we had a nice conversation. And you know, fast forward to a year later, uh, you know, Steve DeMeo, who's the head coach, moved on to Iona, and 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 they brought me in, and, and they brought me into, uh, you know, to Monroe, and uh, with with a then assistant Charles Jackson, and we kind of paired together and, and worked seven years together. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was a cultural change for me to come from, you know, upstate New York down to, down to uh, you know, the Bronx, New York at the time, because a lot of uh, Monroe's endeavors weren't taking place in New Rochelle as much. So everything was in the Bronx, and, and, and that was a culture shock for me at, at the time. I, you know, a lot faster than upstate New York. And um, when I, I started out in... Uh, you know, started out in admissions and did some teaching and was working with the program as an assistant coach and, and was able to do what I love. So, you know, a lot of this goes to Stephen Jerome and, and, and the friendship that we, uh, you know, we embedded together that day in the gym and, and it kind of just took off from there. And that explains why we've seen now Chairman Jerome uh, show up to a lot, of, a lot of your games throughout at least my time at Monroe, seeing him. Uh, in the stands for a lot of men's and women's basketball and, games, and it's been their whole family. Everyone from you know, Mark and Laura, the whole the whole family uh, has you know. I've been involved with all of them in different you know projects and events, and 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 you know they're great people. Great people. I'd certainly say so. I wouldn't be here without them either. Um, yep. So obviously, a couple you know probably a couple of years into having the job, and in two thousand three, it was the first time. Like it's not even a couple of years, but. 2003 was the first time that you won a region championship and district championship with this team. So what was it like getting that first title win? To be honest, it was, it was my first year as the head coach. So basically my first year as a head coach, um, we end up taking a team that wins 30 plus games and, and, and go all the way to the national tournament. And, you know, I think we, uh, we, we ended up losing the game to San, San Jacinto at the time. But you know, we ended up playing four games out there, going like three and one, and, and just the whole experience was surreal. And 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 you know, you think as a as a as a first year head coach, having all of this you know success from a team and and, and going to that level and to the to the you know to Hutchinson, Kansas for the national tournament, you know, you almost say to yourself, well, this is easy. You know, we can do this every year, and <laughs> which obviously isn't the case, but. I mean, it was, it was great for the college, just some of the events that were taking place. We had, I mean, I remember we had news cameras and, and news crews in, in the school, King Hall, you know, following us as we walked out of the, you know, the hallway into the bus for the trip to the airport. We took a camera crew to Hutch, Kansas. I mean, it was, it was a whole, it was the whole ordeal and it was all over Bronx news and, and, uh, you know, I remember we, were, we, we practiced in different gyms before we took off and our practices would be filled with camera crews and just interviewing kids and, you know, big time, big time, you know, St. John's, all these coaches in your practices. 
this was all year one. And it, and it was like, I mean, year one for me, obviously Charles Jackson did a great job and Steve DeMille and the coaches before, but this was all year one for me. And it was, you know, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot. And, and, you know, it was kind of like, you know, the team was kind of like rock stars, you know, that whole aura of, of, of that. And it was fun times. It was fun. To, you know, we, you know, we, when we went to uh, that year, when we went down to the district final, I think we had to go down to, you know, Aiken, uh, South Carolina, I think it is to play Aiken. And actually I was just talking to chairman Jerome about this the other day. They took a bus and drove a bus down there of, of family and friends and, and administrators and teachers and, and, and it was just winning that down there was, because this was all fresh, you know, this was all, you know, new snow. We were putting fresh prints in this, and, and it was, uh, it was good times back then, good times. I know I've heard many stories about uh, a lot of these bus trips for the administration and staff uh, heading down to a lot of different basketball tournaments. So uh, those definitely do sound like good times. And of course, something that we want to, continue as this, you know, as the success of the program continues. Um, you know, you said, you know, it kind of seemed easy that first year, but the next couple of years uh, didn't quite, you know, make it back to the national tournament, did win the region championship, but then get really past the district championship again until 2006. So would you say that those were more years that the team was once again growing and, and you as a coach growing as well? No, I just think there was other, there was other programs, you know, around the, the East coast here that, you know, had, you know, revenue put in these programs and they were, they were good programs. I mean, you had, you had Allegheny Community College, which, you know, the University of Maryland was putting players in there to, to you know, to, to hide or a feeder system and, and, and the level of competition was tough. And, uh, you know, you, I remember, you know, we'd have to go down to Allegheny to play a district final and, and those were tough games and, and it was, you know, just the, the level of competition was different. Junior college was viewed differently at that time. And, you know, with the Hagerstown and, and the Allegheny, some of those schools down, traditional uh, junior college powerhouses. And, and we were kind of new kids on the block. And it, it, was, it was tough sledding for a little while. Nothing that, you know, we were doing wrong or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's competition and you got to earn your stripes. And, and you know, we got, you know, we had the first year, we had a lot of success, but to continue that, you know, that shows you, the work and dedication needed to continue it. So that, that's, you know, wasn't anything we did wrong. It was just, you know, yeah, we were growing. We were, you know, we were, we were filling out what we do and how we wanted to operate and things of that nature. And, and you know, it was, it was a process. Well, as I mentioned before, you've, in, in your 18 years, you've gone to win that district championship eight different times, which is, you know, no small feat at all, um, especially also winning the, the region 15 championship 12 different times, just a lot of, consistent success out of this program. Um, but with that consistent success, you've also had a very large number of impressive student athletes come through the program. And, you know, we've had, I think I have it as 13 different uh, All-Americans at the Division One level for this mm -hmm. program. Most recently, you had Juan Felix Rodriguez, who became just the second student athlete in the program history to win or to earn an All-American status on two different occasions in both of the seasons with Monroe. So who are, who are some of the standout athletes that you've had throughout your tenure and um, what does it kind of mean to the program to be able to produce such highly productive athletes that then go on to continue their careers at big schools and even sometimes go to the pros? 
Well, first of all, it's, it's having great assistants that recruit their butts off and get good players for us, you know, and that's, that's number one. And, you know, there's a, you know, when you look at some of the past assistant coaches that have come through this program and where they are now, you know, we've got guys that, that, that have come through Monroe as an assistant coach and they're assistant coaches on big time division one programs. Some have their own programs. Some are, you know, some are working professionally in other areas. So some of these coaches, you know, we've got some coaches that were on my staff that are head coaches at Monroe, you know, with, with coach Warner, who was on my staff. He's now a head coach. You know, Chris Neely was brought in under us and he's now the head coach of the express. You know, you had Garfield Johns who worked on my staff. He coached the women's program and now he's right up the block at, at Iona working for the legendary, you know, Rick Pitino. So, you know, you're only as good as your, your assistant coaches and your players. So that's, that's number one. I want to get that out the way. But, you know, number two, some of, you know, you can go back to my first year as a head coach, and I, I just posted uh, a picture of these three guys, you know, kind of one of my original big threes, um, which got us jump-started. Ryan Williams, Kevin Bell, and Kingsley Edwards were all New York City uh, basketball players um, that uh, jump-started that program, breathe, you know, put a big breath of fresh air into the program year one, you know, Kevin was out of Rice High School and, 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 and Kingsley was a, you know, was a transfer that came from another junior college who was from New York city. And, and you had uh, uh, Ryan Williams from Cardozo high school. So these were three, you know, kind of transfers that came back home for that sophomore year and really, you know, jump-started the program. And then you kind of go through with, you know, guys like Rich Jackson from St. Raymond's High School that came through Monroe. And he was on that team that went to the, you know, went to um, Hutchinson, Kansas, you know, his freshman year. And you can go up to Maurice Endure and Orlando Sanchez, uh, who, who helped, you know, they were right in the middle of a three-year span where we, you know, went to the Hutchinson, Kansas three years in a row. And right up to just as recently as, as you know, Juan Felix Rodriguez, Juan, you know, and, and Juan was a great story and, and basically embeds what Monroe College can do for student athletes. He was a, he was a young, you know, he was a young man and, and when he came to Monroe and, and, and worked on some things and, and left here and at Stony Brook now, you know, he, he's, a, he, he's a man and, he, and he's, he's, he's one of the, you know, gonna be a vital clog in, in uh, Stony Brook's program this year probably for the next couple of years. And, and, and academically, he's, he's, you know, way ahead of schedule of, of what he was doing before he came to Monroe. So that's just a product of what Monroe can do for student athletes. Now, of course, we could take a lot of time to go through every single one of these All-Americans and what they meant to the program. But uh, two guys that really stand out, Orlando Sanchez and Maurice Endor, because these are two guys that did end up getting attention and, and making it into the NBA. So what's it like for a coach to know that you kind of helped push two student athletes that were able to make it to the highest level, even if only briefly? Well, you know, two great young men, uh, and this goes beyond basketball. You know, you're talking about two young men that, you know, Maurice does a lot for his, for his country, home country, Senegal, even to the day. Um, you know, giving back and running programs over there. And Orlando does the same thing. You know, I, you know, I just spoke with Orlando, you know, this past weekend about another potential student athlete that could really benefit and we could benefit from having him at Monroe College. So you're talking about two guys that have continually gave back to the program. So it speaks more to their character and, and, and then 
anything else. And that's the, you know, that's the recipe for success. You get good quality people, you know, your, your program's going to be quality. And that's, you know, that goes a long ways. And, and those two guys, when they, you know, when they were here, um, you know, or, uh, Maurice played his freshman year when Orlando was a sophomore. And just, I remember some of those games against, I mean, we had number one versus number two in the country, you know, in the Mac against CSI college of Southern Idaho. And it was just, it was surreal stuff. And, and it was because of them, you know, they were the kind of, they helped bring that program along to that level. And, and it was just great times. And, and, but it, it speaks more to the character of the kids that we were bringing in. You mentioned actually that uh, Maurice does a lot for his home country in Senegal. And I know when the program started, a lot of focus was on a lot of kids that were coming from New York. But since then, we've seen every year I've been here and before then, a lot of international student athletes that come into this program. What does it mean to be able to bring in uh, athletes from different countries? And what's it like acclimating them to your program, knowing that there's going to be athletes from all different cultures and backgrounds and meshing them all together? It makes us stronger. I just think, you know, it, you know, initially it, it provides you with some challenges, you know, to a certain degree. But, you know, struggle makes toughness. You know, the more you struggle, generally, the, the better off you're going to be in the end. And, and that's kind of been my philosophy, you know, all along. You know, you, you want to get a good mixture of, you know, types of people and, 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 and types of games. And, you know, the European game mixed with the city game, mixed with this and mixed with that. You know, I just think, it, it, you know, I never want to put all my eggs in one basket, you know, in terms of how to play a game or, or the people that you want to recruit. So diversity is the key for us and, and diversity in your playing styles. You know, we can get out and press you for 40 minutes or we can sit back and play zone for 40 minutes or, you know, just being able to be diverse in what you do and how you do it um, makes you tough to beat. And that's kind of been my philosophy all along. You know, you, you lose one European guy at this position. We look to kind of fill because I like that dynamic there. And, and so it's, it's kind of a combination of a lot of factors, but Diversity is the key word here. Now, one thing I want to go back to is that you mentioned a lot of your assistant coaches and how they've gone to success, but one in particular, Coach Dana Warner, was a longtime assistant and associate coach for your team. And in the last couple of years, there was an opening with the women's basketball program, and there was a push to have him be that come the head coach of the women's basketball program. So, what's it like? I, of course, you know, you've seen a lot of coaches go on to different kinds of success, but what's it like to see him move over within the same college, moving over to the women's game and watching him uh, work with that team now? Well, I mean, it, it just goes to his, you know, his abilities, you know, his, his work ethic, and, and, and it gives me an opportunity to see him grow in that aspect. You know, I, I saw him grow. I mean, it, it goes back even before then. You know, when I was assistant here at Monroe, for then coach Charles Jackson, you know, Dana was a player on the team. So I, you know, I coached Dana and, you know, Dana was headstrong as a player. And, 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 you know, so I had a relationship with him <clears throat> back uh, as a player and as a student, he was in my class. I taught him, you know, I, I taught him uh, at Monroe college in math class. So to see him come from there all the way up through to being on my staff, the rookie on my staff, and, and pushing his way all the way up to the, you know, the head assistant on my staff. And then, you know, the opportunity came to where, you know, and like any assistant, eventually it's time. It's time to be, it's time for you to call your own timeouts. And, and he was ready for that. And, you know, he, he had that opportunity and he took that opportunity with the women's program. 
And, you know, it's good for me to sit back now and watch him work. And, you know, we, we talk about ideas all the time. You know, he pops into my practices. You know, I stay and watch some of his practices. And because, and you know, we're back to back. So, you know, we're still running each other all the time. But it's just good to see, you know, for me personally, see what he liked and uses now and what he didn't like and doesn't use now in terms of some of the things basketball-wise. But, you know, Dana's a good guy and he's worked hard. And, and you know, I wish him nothing but success because his success helps my success. And, you know, and it helps the college's success. So it's all, you know, it's all fine with me. Hey, Mustangs. I just wanted to tell you about the brand new Monroe Mustang Sideline Store, powered by our apparel partner, BSN Sports. Create your own unique piece of Mustang gear by choosing from hundreds of apparel options, colors, graphics, and your choice of the new Monroe Mustangs logo collection. Throughout the month of October, you can take 20% off your order of $85 or more by using the promo code OCT20, that's OCT20, at checkout. Visit the Monroe Mustang Sideline Store at MonroeCollegeMustangs.com slash shop and gear up for the new school year. Now, one thing you've hit on a couple times, and we mentioned it before, is that not only are you a coach at Monroe, but you're also part of the faculty and, and you teach here and you have for a long time. So one thing that has been a common theme when I've spoken to other coaches is that a lot of them do feel like they are educators in a way because you are educating a bunch of young students and helping them move on to their next school trying to keep them in line academically. Uh, one, one of the strengths of Monroe College has always been academics. Even this past season, we had 10 different programs that earned uh, NJCAA team academic honorable mention uh, with a couple teams even winning academic team of the year. So what's it like for you to actually be on the other side of things in the classroom with a lot of students, especially even a lot of our student athletes across a lot of different teams? Well, I mean, one hand washes the other. It makes me a better coach. You know, when I'm, when I'm teaching, you know, you teach mathematics to, uh, you know, students or student athletes or whoever you have in your class, you know, not everybody learns the same way. And, you know, you as a professor, you know, you have different, you know, strategies on getting things across, you know, to student, you know, students like some don't, you know, visually aren't good, some need this, some need that, different, you know, maybe show them the whole thing and then work your way back or other people you got to show little, little steps along the way until you get to the big picture. So there's different philosophies when you're teaching and, and, and they're the same philosophies that you're going to use, you know, in, in your, you know, on your field or on your court or whatever, you know, sport you are teaching it just happens to be, you know, basketball for me. And, and it's the same way, you know, some, you know, some need to do, you know, need to inch along until we get to the big concept or some like the big concept right away and work our way back. You know, some you can really come down on and, 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 and be stern with them and some you got to, you know, cow along the way. So there's different philosophies that you got to use. And those are the same philosophies that you use, you know, in classroom because, you know, not everybody's the same, not everybody learns the same, and you've got to adapt as a professor. You know, that's your profession and that's what you do. Same with coaching. You can't coach everybody the same way. You can't recruit all the same players and coach them all the same ways. And, and you just got to be ready to adapt. You got to be flexible um, because at the end of the day, you know, you do a great job and you recruit these kids and you, and you think you're getting this or you think you've got that. Then all of a sudden when you really, you know, put it on the table and start working with it, well, he's not really what I thought he was going to be, but he's good at this. So you have to be able to adapt on the fly. Same way in the classroom, you, know, you can get ready and, you know, you may have got to cancel that quiz because we're not ready. We need to do this. So they're, 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 you, you intermingle the two concepts and, 
and, and at the end of the day, I'm an educator, whether it's, whether it's math or whether it's basketball or whether it's, you know, whether it's teaching my son, you know, you know, how to do this or how to do that or how to act. It's, it's all related. It's all related. You know, that is one thing actually you just mentioned at the end that I've, I've always been interested in, in is that um, you do uh, have your son around a lot for practices, games, going on the, on the road. What's it like to experience a lot of this with him right by your side? It's great. I mean, I, I you know, I, you know, you joke a lot of times and, you know, you know, when you're a little older, you know, you grew up differently, you know, you, you know how it is with whatever your, you know, your, your parents do, you generally do. And, and, you know, at the same time, you know, the situation that he's been dealt, you know, you know, he's a, he's a single parent, you know, he's with me all the time. And, but that's not a bad thing. You know, basically he's being, you know, raised in a, in a locker room and, and there's a lot of things in a locker room that are very, very beneficial to, you know, a person, you know, you're, you're talking about teamwork, you're talking about dedication, you're talking about work ethic. These are all qualities that, you know, every parent would want their son to have or daughter to have. So he's actually able to uh, see it firsthand at an earlier age. And, and you know, it's not, you know, just making him a better basketball player. It's, it's making him a better person, a better kid. And, 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 and that ties into a lot of things. It ties into the, the diversity that we have on the team and meeting kids from, you know, different cultures. You know, we, we talk about, about Germany because of, you know, when we had Toby on our team last year. So like, he's in tune with a lot of this stuff, which is, can only help him in my opinion. And yeah, he may hear some colorful language at times and things like that, but at the same time, I'd rather have him here next to me learning these things and learning it, you know, up in the playground or, or what have you. So, you know, there's a lot of benefit to it. It's hard work, you know, it's hard work dragging him around as you, as you can imagine, but um, you know, he's good. He's a good kid. And, and, and it actually puts, you know, some of the players, you know, on notice, you know, how they act in front of, you know, a younger kid. And, you know, I, you know, he loves Mohamed Ugi, who plays at Stony Brook, and they used to play one-on-one -on -one before practice. And, and now, you know, you know how it is when you post things on social media. Mo's one of the first guys to react to Maddie. Hey, Maddie, great job, this and that. So he's built these kind of friendships with some of these older kids, and they get to see him grow as he, you know, as he goes through his, you know, into his teenage years soon. So it, it's good for both, I think. I'll say from my perspective on that, he's always looked surprisingly mature for a young man his age. Uh, the way he just knowing that he doesn't even need to be supervised while you're coaching a game is just, it's incredibly impressive. So I'm sure it's been a, it's been a wonderful experience for you to be able to kind of watch him grow up on the basketball court with your team as well as everything else that he does. Um, it, but, you know, he gets any, any benefits from it too. You know, he understands work ethic and intensity and things of that nature, which, you know, should help him in the classroom. You know, I mean, I mean, you know how it is. Sometimes you, you know, you get student athletes that don't always do the right thing and, and, you know, they may get suspended, they may get this, they may fail off, which, you know, you don't like to happen, but sometimes it does happen. And those are direct messages right to my son. Hey, listen, you have to do, you know, you, you got to do X, Y, and Z to do this. And, and it's just life lessons that he is able to see in real time uh, at an age. And, and that's, you know, that's important. That's important. That helps me, you know, raise him as well. So that, that's important. It definitely, definitely is. So as one of the longest tenured coaches at Monroe, you've seen almost every single change that's gone on in this athletic 
department, whether it's different athletic directors, different administration, different sports information directors, different facilities. Um, what has been one of the biggest changes that you think was able to benefit you directly and the basketball program? One of the changes that I benefited from? Well, I just think that, you know, we, we, we put a blueprint out with, with the basketball program. You know, it was kind of one of the first programs that, that really kind of took off and they put resources behind and, and they saw the benefits of it. Of it. And, and I just think it paved the way for a lot of these other programs to, to kind of spark up and, and go. And, you know, if you told me back, uh, you know, back in 2003 that we'd have JV programs and that we would have a whole other, you know, sports program in the Bronx campus, you know, that would be hard to believe. Although, you know, Chairman Jerome at the time was talking about, you know, an A team and a B team, which basically turned out to be, you know, the Mustangs and then the Express. So he had vision of this clear before I did. And, and, and obviously that's why he's Chairman Jerome and uh, I'm Coach Brewstead. But, you know, at the same time, you know, the success of the program, basically, which I benefited from, obviously, but, but the, a lot of other people benefited from. And, and you know, at the end of the day, if it, Monroe is able to, you know, put a situation where a kid can be on a team. And I, and I truly believe that being on a team, whether it's a basketball team, a football team, a you know, a, 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 you know, a volleyball team, at the end of the day, being on the team, you know, helps you in the classroom and just, you know, the whole structure business. And, and, and that's important, you know, that helps everything else. And, and I think things you learn on a team and, and are so beneficial. And I think Monroe gets it when it comes to that. They, 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 they do support teams. They do want, you know, full rosters of people enjoying the experience, which in turn helps them in the classroom. And at the end of the day, you know, that's what we're trying to do. I know everything I've heard in my time here is that the basketball programs kind of got everything for Monroe in terms of athletics and laid the foundation for every other program to now exist, you know, football coming on a number of years ago and even having programs like rugby and the marching band and, as you said, expanding into the Bronx and, and bringing all these teams to the Express and they're expanding as well very quickly. So, um, you know, I think if it wasn't for the success of the basketball programs to start with, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of this wouldn't be here today. Well, that's um, just, that, that was just because, you know, at the time basketball was easy. That was the easy sport to do. You know, it wasn't this or that. You know, in New York is a basketball town to a certain degree, but it's just, you know, it just – if it would if it would have been volleyball, it kind of would have been the same thing. You know, if you started a volleyball program back then that really took off and you put the resources behind it, you would see the benefits of that, and, and then everything else would fall into place. So it just so happened that they chose basketball, which I'm very grateful for, that they put the you know the resources and the effort into that. But you know, it, it was it was basically the first step to a big vision that the administrators of Monroe had that, hey, listen, we get this going, then we get that going, it's gonna really help with, you know, with enrollment and the success and the retention of our student athletes. And, and it just took off from there. And, and, and you know, it's all, you know, we, do we still have room to grow? Of course we do, we, we'll continue to grow, we'll continue to work on different things, whether it's, you know, facilities or whether it's, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, there's still room to grow. There's still things that we could do that, that are going to really benefit the student athlete at the college. And, and, and so, it's, you know, I'm excited to see what's around the corner, you know, once we, you know, once we get out of uh, this little hiccup here in, in society, once we get around this corner and, and, 
and, and see what Monroe has in store for us next. You, you know, I'm excited for it. The students will be excited for it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good things, good things. And, you know, again, the success of, the, of that program leading to pretty much the success, success of every single program in this past season before it was cut short. I think we had every single NJCAA-sponsored program go to a national championship tournament or some sort of national spotlight, like the football team making a bowl game, all the soccer teams, the volleyball teams, the basketball teams, everyone was going to the national tournament. So, um, you know, it would have been exciting to see what the spring season brought on for us as well, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But that does bring up the next topic that obviously this is going to be a, a bit of a different year uh, for all of college athletics, really, but especially the NJCAA and more, more specifically Monroe College. Um, this year's, you know, we have, we have nothing going on right now in the fall, but as soon as the winter semester begins, it looks like we're in full swing. And that means your season gets off to a uh, start a few months late. So what's it like trying to get ready for a season, you know, when you're, you know, students are on campus, you've been practicing and you don't have a season until instead of starting in October, November, you're starting in January. So What's the approach there? Are there any advantages to having all this extra practice time beforehand? Or is it, um, you know, what are some of the challenges of trying to slow things down and get ready for a later start? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're definitely creatures of habit. And, and, and when you think back to, you know, I, every year you have a practice plan and I kind of go back in the practice plans and, and, and you say, well, it looks like I have a group like this. I know back in, you know, 2010, I did some of this stuff. And you go back and you look through the plans and, you know, it's, it's, it's detailed. It's, you know, by week three in October, right, we were at this point, we were at that point. So the timing of everything is, is obviously thrown into, is thrown out the window. So now you have to kind of gauge, you know, what's important, when's it important, you know, when do we got to put it in? And I guess, you know, the philosophy we've kind of taken here uh, in this first semester is more, with the individual skill building of our student athletes and, and, you know, kind of more working on the individual stuff to eventually put it together um, as a team stuff. And, 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 and that's challenging because you don't know how quick to do stuff, when you need to have stuff in, when it could all end, you, you know, you could be put on hold for, you know, 14 days, you know, you never know how things are going to go. We've had, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a transfer student here, a big kid who's going to be vital to, we, to, to us. And, you know, he had to take a quarantine period and all of a sudden he's not in practice with you. So there's all kinds of, uh, you know, bumps in the road along the way that you got to have to navigate, which basically, you know, it, it comes back to flexibility. You've got to be flexible in your teaching. You've got to be flexible in your timing and you've got to be flexible um, with, with how you're going to approach everything. And, and in addition to the staff being flexible, your kids have to understand that. And, and that's, and, and that's the tough one. And, you know, this year we're blessed with a great group that, that uh, has great chemistry. And I'll tell you, that's the one thing with all this togetherness and, and is the chemistry is a lot better at this point of the game than it has been in, in previous years. You know, that's, you know, as a junior college coach or, or any coach, Chemistry is always key to what you're trying to do. And, and a lot of times, you know, we're different than a four-year school. We're different than an NBA team because we make, we, we're not going to have the same roster, you know, every year. And, and there's more roster shakeup in a junior college than it is in a four-year or in a professional team. So chemistry is always kind of the first thing that you start to work on from day one when kids step on campus. 
because uh, obviously the chemistry and the togetherness can pull you along through things. And, and, and this year, the chemistry was right off the bat just because of, you know, going to get tested together, we're, we're, we're quarantining together, we're doing this together, we're eating together, we're this together. So it kind of fostered that relationship a lot quicker than, than in previous years. So that's been a blessing. Now, now when you want to get to the actual basketball stuff is when you've got to kind of maneuver your way through some obstacles. But the chemistry has been key for us so far this year and, and has enabled us to, to handle these bumps in the road a lot better than if it was in a previous year. And, and the thing I'd like to kind of wrap this all up with is that around this time every year is when we would start seeing the team for the first time, you know, the we, you know, Monroe fans and the staff and myself, especially, you know, uh, about a week ago last year, we were having the Monroe College Jamboree that we have every year and we played a couple of scrimmages and we'd get our first look at the team. But unfortunately this year, we don't really get that right now. So what are some things that we should be looking forward to? What are some things about this team that would be, would be good for us to know going into the season when we, when we do finally get there? Well, I mean, we, we've got a nice, a nice uh, group of sophomores returning from last year's team and in, in, in the hopes of, of these kids that come back you know, is that there's a, there's a level of hunger because basically there's, you know, they had something taken away from them last year and had the opportunity to perform on the highest level. Therefore, coming back and not having that should fuel the team. And, and, and you couple that with uh, some, some uh, quality freshmen coming into the program uh, for the first time this year and, and a couple of uh, transfer kids, you, you know, to add some maturity you know, we've got a good mix. You know, we've got a, a, a great transfer, uh, you know, Rostick Novinsky from Seward County Community College, a 6'10 kid from the Ukraine, who's, you know, who's really talented and, 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 and can do a lot of things for us. Uh, you know, next to a guy like Julio Pascal, who an energy guy that, that, that had some vital roles for us last year, coming back a year mature and ready to go. So that, that's important. And then, you know, you factor in another transfer, Brandon Hodge, that actually played at Allegheny Community College two years ago when they beat us on their home floor to go to Kansas. So, you know, there's a little, you know, come <laughs> there's, a, there's a little issue with that as well. But, you know, he's able to provide some maturity, um, maturity to the team and, and some experience that's much needed. Um, and, you know, Lewis Herrera and, and Jamani Eaton that, that played a lot of point guard for us last year, uh, he's coming into his own now where the ball should be in his hands, and how is he going to react to that? So we've got a lot of exciting things that, and, and chapters of a book that still need to be written, um, and, and I'm excited to see how it, you know, how it ends. Um, you know, the only issue is, we, you know, we're not going to be able to open that book for another month or two to really get it started. You know, obviously, when you look at the calendar, you know, usually we're starting, you know, this weekend coming up or the next weekend, uh, and that's not going to happen this year. So, you know, it's just put on pause here for, for a month or so. And, you know, after a nice, hopefully a nice uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas vacation, we come back playing basketball. I've, uh, I've also had a couple you know, short conversations with Coach Barrett recently, and there's a lot of times where he just can't stop gushing about pretty much every player on this team. So I, I know it's one thing I'm looking forward to when everything gets starts up is that, uh, you know, there's always so much excitement around basketball season, and it's one of the things I miss right now is that we should be getting ready for it. But, you know, all in due time, I think we're going to be ready for it. But Coach Brusad, I want to thank you for joining me today on Monroe Mustangs. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Of course, you and I will definitely be talking more as the, uh, as the weeks go on. 
Um, is there anything, uh, anything else you want to let, let the fans know before we uh, wrap this up? No, no, just, you know, listen, I hope everybody has a, you know, a safe and happy holidays coming up and, and, and come back ready in, in, in January for some nice, you know, Monroe College Mustang basketball and, and, and you know, women's basketball. And, and, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the football team play. You know, that's one thing I miss is cool weather, going to a Monroe football game and, you know, with your team and, and you know, just kind of that energy. And, and, and we don't have it right now. It's, and so hopefully, uh, you know, everybody gets a little, you know, nice vacation, you know, uh, Thanksgiving right around the corner and Christmas coming up and recharge those batteries and come back ready for a lot of college sports. I'm excited for it. And I think the country's excited for it. So, so we're happy. I would say so. And uh, coach, you know, it's definitely, it goes, it's definitely noticeable that you are one of the, the bigger supporters of not only just the basketball program, but all the programs in Monroe, you're pretty much consistently at every different sport at some point or another. So I know, uh, I appreciate it. I know other coaches appreciate that. But again, I want to thank you for joining me today. For those watching and listening at home, uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube at uh, Monroe Mustangs YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on Instagram at Monroe Mustangs, where we'll have this video on IGTV as well. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. Thanks for listening. Everyone take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Sounds great, David. Appreciate it.